Sunbelt expectations versus reality to Georgia State Panthers on Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Schultz back with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. It's time to do the Georgia State Panthers expectations versus reality. And we have a special guest, former Raging Cajun, Farad Gardner. Today's episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. All right, again, Dave Schultz back with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's do these Georgia State Panthers because this is one team where Texas State and ODU, we don't know what we're going to get, but expectations right now for Georgia State are low. And I'm not sure why. They're picked to finish sixth. Phil Steele has them finishing sixth, only ahead of ODU. The coaches picked Georgia State to finish sixth, only behind ODU. You know, they're one of the guys in the, I mean, is there anybody else besides Grayson McCall who's a three-year starter in the conference? Ben Woldrich, no. Gunnar Watson, no. Carter Bradley, no. JMU's looking for a quarterback. App State's looking for a quarterback. You know, Cam Fancher only started a half a season. Georgia Southern's bringing in a new guy. ODU's bringing in a new guy. Darren, Darren Granger, outside of Grayson McCall, has the most experience heading into the season. So why are they picked to finish sixth? Is that because of the other teams or is it because of Georgia State? Because last year, right, they picked JMU to finish sixth, if you want hashtag always a bright side, and they finished first in the division. So we, we still don't know. As of this recording, we don't know. I would say, at least as of uh, Thursday, JMU had not named a starting quarterback. All right. App State has their starting quarterback. Sean Clark's going to announce it on Monday. Again, Marshall's got uh, Cam Fancher. Who don't, uh, Georgia Southern's got uh, Davis Brin from Tulsa. Who else do we got in uh, the East? Uh, Old Dominion has Grant Wilson. Backup from Fordham. He didn't even play last year. He's the backup quarterback from Fordham. So, you know, it's interesting, you know, so on their schedule outside of Coastal Carolina, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you about Rhode Island, Charlotte, and Connecticut because I don't know. But outside of Coastal Carolina, Troy, Marshall, Cajuns, Georgia Southern, James Madison, App State, and Old Dominion, LSU, Jaden Daniels has probably more, if not the same, as uh, Darren Granger. But that's a different animal, all right? Darren Granger has the most experience outside of Grayson McCall. And again, you can, I mean, is there, you know, between Grayson McCall and Bo Nix, one's got four years of starting quarterback. The other one is going to be heading into his fifth. So they, they may lead, those two guys may lead the nation. So Darren Granger has three years of starting experience with the same team. And he made a nice leap in 21 to 22. He went from 132 yards a game to 205 yards a game. 
his touchdowns in the air went down from 19 to 16 and his interceptions went up from six to four or four to six as the case may be. But his rushing touchdowns went from uh, three to six yards were about the same. He actually had more attempts in less games played in 22, uh, but the yards were about the same. So if he can make another leap and maybe a little bit higher percentage completion, it's not bad. You know, last year was 58%. The year before was 60%. You know, and that's ridiculous because back in the day, you know, if you did it 50%, you were really good, right? And anything over that was outstanding. But now the standards is higher with all the kinds of offense, offenses that's run. And you really need to be closer to the 65% than 60%. So if he can take that next step and get it to where, you know, everyone wants that Joe Burrow leap where you're going from 20 touchdowns to 60. Now, I, I, how do you predict that? But if he can get somewhere between the 25 to 30 touchdowns in the air, throw for about 250 yards, get closer to the 2,500, 3,000 range, Keep the interceptions under 10. Rush for another 600 yards and a half a dozen touchdowns. And Georgia State's going to be in a lot of football games. Georgia State's going to be in a lot of football games this season if Darren Granger can take that next step. And it does not have to be a huge step. Complete a few more passes. Keep those interceptions low. And all of a sudden, he's gone from 132 yards two years ago to 250 this year, that'll be pretty, pretty impressive. All right. That would be really cool. And I think they'll be in a lot of ball games, but they do not. If we're looking at the schedule, I mean, they get in the other division, they get the Cajuns at home, by the way, and Troy at home, by the way. There's not a Texas state on there. There's not an Arkansas state on there. And there's not a ULM on there with all due respect. They do get ODU but the last game of the season. So anything that Ricky Ronnie and Kevin Decker, the new OC need to figure out with Grant Wilson is going to be figured out by that. So there's not a whole, there's not an advantage of playing them late. If you wanted to, you want to play them early. We'll see how that works out for the Cajuns. Or maybe they have it early and you figure it out by then, but whatever the case is, there's not a real layup in the Sun Belt for Georgia State. So they're going to have to put it together. And it does really rely on Darren Granger. That's the guy. If he could take the next step and lead this team to victory, and we'll, we'll talk about the schedule when we come back. Phil Steele says it's the toughest schedule in the Sun Belt. They have an opportunity to get off to a good start, get some confidence. That's a real thing. And go from there. And, if you know, just like losing can snowball, so can winning. And if you're in some ball games, and we talked to a lot of guys, you know, at some Bell Media Days, we didn't, we just didn't finish strong. We were in the games in the fourth quarter, and we ran out of gas. We lacked depth, injuries, whatever the case is. And I'm all, I'm much more about reasons than excuses. But we got a lot of boy. If we could finish, we're right there in the fourth quarter. We need to be able to finish. Darren Granger is going to have Georgia State in a lot of fourth quarters. Can they finish? Now I'm about to do Dana Carver doing Ross Perot. Can I finish? Larry, can I finish? Can I finish? So, sorry. So, that's that's where that's going to be for Georgia State. If Darren Grand, Granger is playing like he did last year, 
they're probably going to be closer four and eight. If he can take it to the next level, they may some surprise some teams. Let's go over who they got because it is, like we said, not a, a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Uh, so when we come back, we'll go over the Georgia State uh, schedule. They do have uh, a really tough one. Don't forget, coming up at the end, we got Farad Gardner, former Raging Cajun, non-drafted free agent in the Washington Commanders uh, training camp. We, we have a new sponsor on Locked On Sunbelt. It is game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 100 per- Whoa, excuse me. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed all right we got to try and do that you never know what you might find game time uh use code locked on college for twenty dollars off today all right dave schultz locked on sunbelt your team every day we got farad gardner uh former cajun coming up here in about 10 minutes or so i feel like i'm doing the radio show on 103.3 to go maybe a little bit sooner but let's go over the georgia state panthers uh schedule let me get it up here so I'm not looking down on um, at the magazine and looking at the computer because they have a chance uh, to get off to a good start. All right. First two games are at home. In fact, they're starting before everybody else Thursday, next Thursday, instead of Saturday, they're taking on Rhode Island. That should be a win. Do not discount UConn. I, and I am one of those guys that UConn has been an embarrassment. I don't know if it's been a decade, but it's been bad. They used to be pretty good. They weren't bad a, a little bit ago, but they've been bad. Jim Moore Jr. did a heck of a job last year going from really embarrassing program to playing in a bowl game, regardless of how easy their schedule was. All right. They looked every bit as embarrassing early on in the year against Syracuse. And yet by the end of the season, they were in a bowl game. All right. They're at Charlotte. That could be a win as well. Charlotte's a reclamation project. So all of a sudden you're starting three and oh. You're going to get some confidence there, all right? If you can start out 3-0, and I mean, then the hits just keep on coming, as Daniel Caffey would say, in a few good men, all right? You start out on the road at Coastal Carolina. What can you do there? You get Troy at home and Marshall at home. Are you 2-1 and one at that point in time? Are you starting out the season 5-1? and one? Because then you get a couple of road games at the Cajuns and at Georgia Southern. I mean, again, and the hits just keep on coming. After that, it's James Madison, App State. You're at LSU for good measure. (laughs) And at Old Dominion. So, (laughs) goodness gracious. So, 
they have a real shot to get off to a good start and to get some confidence. And it'd be nice to maybe see some blowout wins if possible. But sometimes a win is a win. But you're going to find quickly, you know, if you're just, here's the other thing. And I don't know how much the transitive property means in, in college sports. Sometimes it doesn't. But people like to do that. So-and-so beat so-and-so so they could beat so-and-so, right? But how you play against Rhode Island, UConn, and Charlotte, if we're eking out victories, and though it's 3-0, and that's not going to be a good prelude, prelude, prelude to Coastal Troy and Marshall, right? Troy's the defending champion. Marshall was, oddly enough, picked fourth behind Coastal Carolina, who's picked third, although Grace McCall is the three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year. So it's going to be really interesting how that all plays out for Georgia State. Darren Granger takes it to the next level, start out 3-0. and Are those easy wins? Are we skating by? Is it a three-point game in the fourth quarter and you're winning by two scores? Do you have to come back? Do you have to make a defensive stand to, to win the ball game? How we win these games, although I'm a win and move on kind of guy, may determine how it's going to go against Charlotte or against Coastal Carolina. Because Again, college football doesn't play exhibitions. Georgia State basically has three of them. Because those games, compared to like South Alabama, per se, or even Southern Miss, you know, where you're playing out-of-conference games against Tulane and Oklahoma State early on. Southern Miss has, I think they have Florida State early on, Mississippi State later. Georgia State has Rhode Island, UConn, and Charlotte. Could start out the season 3-0. and And then, although you start out in Sunbelt play at Coastal Carolina, can you take down Troy at home? Can you take Marshall down? Do you compete with Coastal on the road? And if that's the case, if that's the case, are you starting 4-2, and 5-1? and one? And you're two and one in the Sunbelt Conference. Now you get a little bit of confidence going on the road at the Cajuns. Right? We don't really know what the Cajuns are going to be. The Cajuns have their own thing. They could be anywhere from two and two to four now. Minimally two and up, two and two. Nothing worse than that. But they could start out the season four now. Uh, and but and so, you know, you get the Cajuns and then Georgia Southern on the road. And then your last two home games are James Madison and App State. Not too concerned with the LSU. That'll be fun playing in Tiger Stadium, one would think. And then you're at Old Dominion. So you really have to get off to a good start if you're Georgia State. It's all about Darren Granger. What did I read? They have five five guys back on defense. Although six of their, I read that right, six of their top eight tacklers are back. They have just five starters are back, but they return six of the top eight tacklers. And Phil Steele says, says they will improve on defense. We'll see. Uh, all right. So I think they're going to be a little bit better. But it's all about Darren Granger. And it's all about getting off to a good start to get that confidence rolling into Coastal Carolina. Really important to be 3-0 and and maybe some impressive wins along the way. Again, there's not many quarterbacks. In fact, there's one in the Sun Belt who has as much experience as Darren Granger. All right. So it's I'm sorry to put all the pressure on you, Darren, <laughs> but you're the guy. All right. Let's let's see you take that next step uh, and lead these Panthers to some victories. 
All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, had a chance to sit down with former Raging Cajuns linebacker Farad Gardner. He is in the Washington Commanders camp. We also had Andre Jones Jr., defensive end, and Percy Butler. They'll be on future episodes. But when we come back, we will sit down with Farad Gardner after this on Locked On Sunbelt. All right, quickly, again, slow down a little bit on uh, on, on subscriptions. Uh, we're not quite where we wanted to be. We kind of wanted to be at the, you know, 565 range, 570 range to only have, only need about, you know, five a day or so next week. So I'm uh, not sure why that happened, but I do appreciate everybody who has tuned in. I mean, we're at 557. All right, maybe I'm being a little greedy. Okay, so we're not that far away. Right. We sort it, you know, you know, we got about a week to go. So we need instead of, you know, five a day, we sort of right now need nine a day. All right. So that's a little bit more than I wanted. We were we were ahead of the pace and then we've slowed down the last couple of days. So hopefully we can pick it back up. It is really appreciative. Uh, the All those all the subscribers. I mean, we're almost at, you know, hasn't been a month. Right. The 27th will be a month. We've gone from 369. To 557. We could be 200 in a month um, from the 27th to the 27th. So really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Don't forget to subscribe in YouTube. That's what we're talking about, subscriptions. Also, it's a big help when you subscribe on the, uh, on the podcast, the audio po- podcast, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. If you do Apple, please rate and review. That is, is a big help. So we're going to get close. We're going to be really close to 600. All right. Again, the pace is slow down, but we're going to be really close to 600. And again, the next goal is a thousand by Halloween. So hopefully the algorithm, you know, the more you get the, you know, it, it kind of exponentially picks up, right. Cause we were going from like, you know, two or three a week to 30 a week. So, I mean, that's exponentially great. So I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Please tell all your friends again. It, it's just like, if we get a hundred per school. We've got ourselves a podcast. So that's, that is the ultimate goal. Maybe even a thousand per school. That's a little much, but uh, if we can get a hundred subscribers per school in the Sunbelt, we've got ourselves a podcast. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's head back to it uh, again. Thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing. You're really helping the channel grow as we're heading into the 2023 season. Uh, it is Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Had the chance to sit down with non-drafted free agent, former Raging Cajun, now in the Washington Commanders camp. He is Farad Gardner. Welcome back to a Thursday edition of Sports Chat. And we're going to do a little Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day on 103.3 The Goat. We're going to talk to some Washington Commanders, some former Raging Cajuns. First up, Farad Gardner. Uh, Gardner uh, joining us, signed as a non-drafted free agent. For our, thanks for hopping on. How is this? How is the camp going? Camp is is going really well for me. Uh, it's, it's been a grind, but you know, football is always a grind. I'm happy to be here, and I'm very blessed to be in the opportunity that I had. All right, so you were with the Cajuns from 18 to 22. Uh, so you saw you saw the Cajuns uh, build up, right? You came in Billy Napier's first year, and then uh, you left with a Sun Belt championship. What was that ride like? Um, it was a, a build-up the complete time. In 18, we went 7-7. Seven and seven. We had so much talent on that team. And then we came back in 19 and stepped our game up, went 11-3. and three, And we just kept upping the standard. You know, we kept setting the standard high for ourselves. And Coach Napier and gave us the vision, and we just went out there and put the work in. So it was really good to play with a really good group of guys, and a lot of those guys have NFL opportunities. 
So that 18 year was the Levi Lewis coming in every fourth possession, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So he, yeah. Like, he like led the nation in handoff percentages for touchdowns because Raymond Clay Jr. had like three 80 yard touchdown runs. Levi would yeah. get one play and have to come off the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Those were the day. I mean, real three headed monster, Trey. Eli and Ray, and then yes. it just never stopped, never stopped. So hey, that and, was a, a beautiful backfield. And how did you see the program build over time to get to that point where the only loss in the Sunbelt Championship year was against Texas? Um, I think it just was a collective, you know, just watching that group of guys work and the amount of talent that we had on that team was incredible. So we all knew it was only a matter of time until we got things clicking. We all just really had to buy into what Coach Napier was preaching to us. And once we all just really believed in him and we all wanted to go out and play and win for each other, it was it was just perfect. And and now just looking back at it with those group of guys, we have so many memories together, just winning games, playing other teams in the Sun Belt or without the Sun Belt, you know, just going out there competing and always being dominant. You know, that's just one of the things I always remember. We got some guys on this team who played yeah. in the Sun Belt and they always give me a little trash. And I'm like – our teams are better than y'all teams when y'all came out. So it's, it's it's good competition. It's always fun. We're talking to Farrar Gardner from the Washington Commanders. All right, tell Cajuns fans what happened in between, uh, you know, last season. You, you left the Cajuns. Actually, I got the, the, the year wrong on the graphic. Uh, 21. So what did you do uh, in 22, and now you're back with the Commanders? In 22, I went undrafted to Washington. So I signed with them the day of the draft, undrafted. Um I was up with the team. I signed practice squad up until I think week two. Week two, I got cut, and um, I lasted that lasted up until week seventeen. They brought me back the last week of the season. I came in versus Dallas, and then um, after that, they offered me a futures deal, and I ultimately went and signed a contract to go play in the XFL for the for the spring season, um, just because I missed playing football and I had opportunity at that level, and I, I knew Washington would stay in contact with me. And after the XFL season, Washington reached out and offered me another contract, and I ultimately came back. And I'm very blessed and very thankful for the opportunity. All right, so you haven't had much of a break. I don't think you're complaining, but my goodness. What was the XFL season like? Um, the XFL season, we started camp in early January, early to mid-January, 10-week um, season, 10-game season, and then you have one uh, initial playoff game, and then you have the championship game. So. Ultimately, a total of a 12 to 13 week season, kind of a bye week after the playoff season. But I mean, at the playoff week, but um, it was a lot, a lot of work, a lot of really good talent in that league, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of a lot of great coaches. Um, I was I was very blessed to be able to play for the D.C. Defenders. Uh, we we won nine out of uh, 10 games in a regular season. And in the XFL, you get an extra win bonus every time you win. So that was oh. That was a uh, that was icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. We had some we had some really good really good talent on that team, and a lot of those players are actually getting NFL uh, opportunities. You know, a lot of them guys are in camp. I think four or three guys are actually signed to the Vikings right now just from that team alone. So um, it was it was really good to go to work with those guys every day. You know, just not as many resources, but we all had the same goal in mind. You know, just come in, grind, go to work. You know, we all are talented. Let's just show the world for another opportunity. Talking to Farrar Gardner on 103.3 The Goat and Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day, former Raging Cajuns. You're a linebacker here, right? And uh, have you moved to the back line of the defense? Are you playing safety? What what position are you playing? Uh, I, I honestly will play whatever they need me to play. Um, right now, I'm, I'm listed at dime. So right now, I come in the game and I play dime, I play backer. But there have been times where I have been in the back end and I've been playing safety or nickel or buffalo, you know, whatever they need me to play, I'll go out and do it. 
So you have some guys back there that you may be familiar with, right? You got your your teammate, Percy Butler, uh, second year with the Commanders. He's back there. You also have a South Alabama player who was an all-pro special teamer uh, last year or pro ball special teamer, Jeremy Reeves. How how have they helped you in camp this year? Or are they because you're kind of competing for their jobs? (laughs) Well, no, they they both help me on and off the field. You know, Percy, me and Percy are always going to be close like brothers you know we came in in 18 and so that whole time while we were in Louisiana you know we always had a connection so the fact that we got to come here together at the same time was just really nice so me and his relationship is always going to be good you know we always watch film critique each other and it's never personal and Reeves is kind of the same way you know he he was also undrafted and he had to work for everything he had in this league so initially when I came in he was like another big brother to me always in my ear you know pushing the the little small details to me trying to help me just critique my game in different ways that I didn't know initially and it it ultimately helped me become a better player and a better person so I, I really thank both of them and I commend both of them and I'm happy to be teammates for both of them. Yeah, so um, you, I mean, there's not one, not two. We're going all LeBron James, but three former Raging Cajuns on the Commanders in camp for our Gardner, who yeah. we're talking to with now. You got Percy Butler, and I, you know, I don't know if it's the algorithms or whatever, because I'm doing a lot of Raging Cajun stuff. But it seems like Andre Jones Jr. is balling out. There's a lot of people who cover the team, like because seventh round picks don't usually make the team, right? I mean, yeah. that, he, you know, you got you are that's not great odds, but everyone thinks he's having. You know, a great camp. What's it like, you know, having some, you know, some former teammates and close friends with you as you're going through this experience? He is. He is. Dre is having an exceptional camp. You know, he's played very well in the last preseason game versus Baltimore and also in the scrimmages versus Baltimore uh, to kind of be specific. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of expected. You know, I already knew Dre from coming in. You know, me and him, me, him in person, we all had those talks. We have group chat. You know, we always push each other every day. And so to see Dre excel at this level is just it's it's amazing. You know, it's it's nothing new to us, but the media, you know, they they don't really put the respect on Sunbelt schools like they should. So right. the fact that they really that he's really showing up is just proof in the pudding. If 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 all three of you guys were from Carolina or Maryland or Georgia, no one would say boo, no one, but oh no my gosh, three people yeah. from from the raging Cajuns and like, like Levi was like 30 and five as a starter. That's outrageous. Yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. I, I always, I always tell people if Levi was six, two, he could have been anywhere in the country, anywhere. Yeah. Like Levi was such a dynamic player and a, a great leader for our team as well. Like that think, guy was, was a dude. Yeah, he was. I think that's what Mark Hudspeth said. He's like fortunate for us. Levi's five ten. <laughs> 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 I think that's what he said. I mean, like let's, I mean, off the top of my head, so let's see. One loss was to Coastal at home. Another loss was Mississippi State. That's his first game as a starter, uh, at mm-hmm. least under Napier. And another loss is to Texas. So that, you know, that's not, it. not yeah, very much yeah. after that. Not very much. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. It. That's it. Yeah. Great All resume. Right. All right. Let's wrap. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's wrap things up with Farrar Gardner with the Washington Commanders. All right, doing a little research, very little looking in your bio. Is this real? Did you go to Coffeeville Community College? Wes Blankenship went viral with his Coffeeville high school football calls. You haven't seen those, but is that a thing? Did you really go to Coffeeville Community College? Yeah, I, I really went to Coffeeville, played in that Jayhawk conference. You know, uh, at that time, I think at that time they were limited on their out-of-state players too. So, like, if you were out-of-state, they were only giving, like, certain out-of-staters full scholarships. And I was one of those kids who got blessed to get a full scholarship. And I just played one season, but Coffeeville, Kansas, man, that's 
That's uh, that's an experience. <laughs> where, where is that? Because you know, a lot of it's, people know Hutchinson Community College, but where is yeah, Coffeeville? It's, it's down the road. So like Hutch is maybe like 20 minutes away. It's they're literally rivals. So like our first no. game when we played was was Hutch, and they they ended up winning. But I think that was one of my better games of that season. Um, it was just in the really middle of nowhere. Like just Kansas was yeah. just well, Coffeeville, Kansas was just all we had was a McDonald's and like a long John Silver's and like the Walmart was like 15 minutes away. Mm. So it wasn't, yeah, a like, lot, wasn't a lot to do. wasn't a lot to go see, you know, wasn't a lot of options for a lot of stuff. So really all you had was football, football and, and, and getting your degree. Right. Yeah. I spent a little time there in Wichita, but we went out to Medicine Lodge and that, you know, you're lucky if you hit two lights on the same road uh, in <laughs> Medicine Lodge. He is uh, for our gardener playing with the Washington Commanders, formerly of the Raging Cajuns. Thanks for hopping on 103.3 The Goat and Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We'll be watching you. Next week is be will be big. Uh, good luck for our thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.